Welcome to Talking Toonies, where average people talk about average money concepts with the hopes of creating a not-so-average financial future for you, the listener. Let's get started. Today on episode three, we're discussing speaking with your partner about money, and you guessed it, I have a very special guest to help me do just that, my wife, Rachel Swistovsky. Hi, Rach. Hello, Nick. This is what you've been working on lately? Yeah, so we have about a roughly an eight-part series based around helping the average person take better control of their money. We started by talking to people about tracking their money, basically writing down everything you spend from large payments to everyday spending like even your coffees. Then on episode two, we spoke about budgeting. That is what percentage of your money that you bring in where is it going? What category? Housing, transportation, etc. And today, on episode three, you can help me chat about what we do basically as a couple when it comes to our money. I'm very excited. So, what is the lesson for today's episode? Yeah, I think the lesson for today's episode is making your money relationship with your partner better. And I think we're pretty fortunate in this regard as a couple, aren't we, Rach? Yeah, like we have similar personalities, similar Mm -hmm. money personalities, so Mm -hmm. that we're both savers and we believe that money to us isn't for spending right away. Yeah, that is so true. And we have chatted about this on previous episodes that money, I believe money does three things. It increases your lifestyle, as in bigger house, nicer car, blah, blah, blah. Increased your comfort level, as in you might just have more money in the bank for when times get tough or something happens. And money also increases the time you have. A lot of people think of that as in you retire, so you have more time to do other things, maybe reducing your hours at work. And I also count that as going on trips with family members or doing things with friends, the quality of time. So we do, like we do put our money towards all three things. We increase our lifestyle, but we do really favor the comfort and the time, and that's done from saving and investing for the future. So Rach, uh, does it come naturally for you? Have you been a saver your whole life? Um, That's a solid yes. I would Mm -hmm. say I've been a saver my whole life. You could ask any of my family members about that. Um, So I really gravitate towards saving and the comfort and time factors. But you're right. I, I like to spend a little bit on lifestyle as well. Yeah, normal stuff. But yeah, we we both enjoy having money in the bank and saving it for the future. Right. Um, so Nick, we're both, we have both categorized ourselves as savers, but yeah. um, what about couples that don't have the same money personality? Yeah, I think that happens, right? You have the old story of one's a spender and one's a saver. It's not the end of the world, but I would suggest talking and being honest with your partner about your money habits. It's going to be maybe some compromise. So if you're a spender, you need to realize that when you live and build a life with someone, that life is also your financial life is shared. So if you're putting all your money towards lifestyle and not really thinking about comfort or the time as in the future, you might need to make a compromise and start working on that. It's the same way if you're a hardcore saver. You may need to be aware that your partner does want to live a little right now and not worry about the future so much. So you need, like anything in a relationship, compromise and arrive at a spot. 
Also, like if you're not married right now and you're listening to this and you're dating someone, it's not a make or break about their money personalities per se, but be aware and talk about it and have that honest conversations when it comes to money. When money's not managed well in the adult world, in couples, it can certainly put a strain on relationships. For sure. So what do you think so far in our relationship has been some of the best financial moves we have done and and keeping in mind we are average people we do not make huge amounts of money we don't have a magical money tree nothing like that just normal people managing their money okay right um well i think for us probably our best move isn't just one move but it's just the general concept of us talking about it Mm -hmm. and we have those nights where we go over our detailed spreadsheet um with all of our big bills that come out and so we know what to expect and we review this every few months because these bills do change and we want to stay on top of it. Yeah, and I know that's kind of, I don't know, boring or whatever, <laughs> or whatever. but it is, it's a thing that you know because your property tax always increases. There seems to be another bill here or there. We're just aware of what's coming in and what's going out. So what else do you think we've done that has helped uh, us financially? Right. Um, I think another thing that we've done well is just to have an unexpected event banking account so like this is an account where if anything crazy happens um we can take money out of that account to say fix the problem and we don't have to bust our budget or take money out of any investments to help us out here um this is an account solely for that purpose yeah and what would qualify basically as an as one of these expenses. What what are some examples of things that we have taken money out of that account for what? So we've had a roofing issue that we were luckily able to fix right away, right from that account. We've had a couple smaller plumbing issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was lucky enough to total my car this past winter. And so yeah. I needed to make a big purchase there. Yeah, so those things are, we feel we've made it a priority. And sacrifice, right? Because we have to save to build this account up. And then that account is sitting there. Okay, roof is leaking. Oh my God, it's going to be $5,000. That could bust people's budgets. That could put them in debt. Well, that doesn't happen to us because we then just take from that account. Then yes, that account kind of gets diminished. And then priority number one, putting that money back into the account to build it up. It's It's that idea of having an account where you know you have six months of expenses that's what we do plus the fact that we have some money in there in case these things happen it is to take care of the needs in life not the wants you need a roof over your head you need a car those kind of things Um, so that takes care of those large things that do happen that account helps us out there which is a great move that we've both agreed on other things though monthly expenses tell the listener who pays for what in our household well, we figured out what all of our large bills would be. That's right. on our magical and fun spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Um, so our mortgage, our property tax, insurance, internet, things like that. Yeah. Um, so we figure out what all those costs are. And then those come out of a joint account that we have where we both contribute the same amount. Yeah. And then we have our own separate bank accounts for our own personal wants. Yeah. Yeah, so a joint account where we're all we're both putting in money and those big bills come out, but you have your own account, I have my own account for the things that we want, to go golfing, buy whatever, right? Those sort of things. Um, and when you say about the spreadsheet, it's not 
it's not rocket science, right? It's mortgage. What is that? Property tax. What is that? Right. Boom, boom, boom. Adds it up. Then there is some work you have to do because if property tax comes out once a year, well, you need to divide that by 12 and make sure that amount of money is going in each month. Right. Really kind of looking at the data and that's what it kind of takes some time to kind of kind of go on that route. Yeah. Right. And so we put the same amount of money monthly into our joint account because we make roughly the same amount of money, except I make more. Um, But what if a couple listening makes a drastically different income? Yeah, from one you another. do make more money, which is great, and I that's but not drastically enough to make our bills different, right? Right, we still arrive at the same place, but it does happen. Partner A, let's say, makes more money than partner B. Let's say partner A brings in I don't know seven thousand dollars a month. Partner B brings in three thousand dollars a month. So their family net income would be ten thousand dollars. Now, if you remember from the budgeting episode, I would say that you could spend 40% of your money on everything housing. That means to keep a comfortable roof over your head every single bill. So math-wise would say, hey, that family can spend $4,000 on housing. But if partner A puts $2,000 towards it and partner B puts $2,000 towards it, well, partner A will be fine. They still have $5,000. But partner B would only have $1,000 left to live for that month. So in those scenarios, you are a partnership You need to then speak and agree on the person who's bringing in more money pays more of the expenses percentage-wise. So in this scenario, I would say partner A pays $3,000 of the housing and partner B pays $1,000 of the housing. So very similar, right? And incomes can kind of float and all those things, but what does it come down to? Discussing and having that sort of understanding of who's going to pay for what Um, and yeah there's a lot to do with children too right we have two children it's uh, they're expensive and all that stuff but we have a future episode where we really focus the 20 minutes on just answering the questions when it comes to money and kids so we'll leave that for another episode okay so today what is the assignment for the listener yeah so we like to give out little assignments in talking toonies and I would say today's assignment number one You guessed it, sit down and talk. I suggest choosing a time during the week where you can focus solely on the task at hand, which is talking about your finances. Make it real simple. Don't put too much on the plate. Just chat the one time about tracking. Hey, let's track our expenses for a month. Next time, talk about budgeting. Look at the numbers. Down the road, maybe talk about where you want to put your money, your financial goals, your investing goals, all those things. Little by little. Um, I would say it's most important have this conversation when things are not bad financially. Just a normal time. Don't have this conversation the night that you realized you missed your credit card payment, you don't have enough to make your car payment. Because just like in any relationship, if you're talking about things when you're worked up and upset about the topic, well then the result will be upsetting. And, and people do have kind of a, maybe a scary, anxious relationship with money. So if, if you guys are talking about money when you're anxious and upset about it, well, it's not going to go that well. And it will reinforce maybe the views that money is a scary thing that only leads to problems. So set up a focus chat when everything is okay. Secondly, I would say um, form or I guess create a joint bank account where all those big bills come out of. We like to use nicknames on our account, so it's not just a bunch of numbers. It says joint bank account. 
we know mortgage, tax, insurance, daycare, all those things come out of that. You put your amount at the start of the month, I put my amount, done. And finally, when you're talking and you're becoming more comfortable talking, talk about the future. Sit down and say, what do you want to do with your money in the future? Do you want to work forever? Do you have a need to travel, buy something, do all those things? Do you want to give it all away? And hopefully your money goal, my money goal, we can arrive at a kind of a common money goal. So that would be the assignment for today. However, I do have a little bonus assignment, um, a little questionnaire, answer the question sort of game. So do you want to play, Rach? I always want to play. Okay, so here we go. Um, And you can do this at home too. You can ask your partner these three questions. Question number one, if you were magically given $1,000 today, boom, in your hand, free and clear, right top of your head, what would you do with that money? Oh God, nothing. I would totally just put that money right in the bank. Okay. Um, Okay. Let me juice that up. What if you were given 100,000 Canadian dollars? What would you do with it? And be honest. Right. Um, unfortunately, I really am super boring. I would still put that money away. I mm-hmm. just, I like the comfort, as you say, of, of knowing that that money is there in case I needed it. However, um, I'm sure I would take a little percentage of it to do something in terms of maybe upping our lifestyle or doing something to the house or accomplishing yeah. a project that's been on my list for however long. Yeah, housing lists, right? Like yeah. doing the floor, doing this, doing that. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, so let's say future magic wand scenario. We're in the future. Everything's worked out. You have enough money to do whatever you want. Uh, what's a realistic yet big money goal of you of yours? See, this is a hard question because I'm not the kind of person that just dreams about spending money. And so I don't have mm-hmm. magical fantasies of just showering myself in cash and, um, yeah. you know, purchasing everything I see. Yeah. Um, but I think I could say that, you know, a, a large portion would remain in the bank or in investments or yep. um, wherever it needs to be safely. And then I think knowing if we were all taken care of and our family and children were all taken care of, then I think the other biggest thing I'd like to do would be to give some of it away as, um, you know, corny as that sounds. But I just think that giving some money back to people or places or organizations that have meant a lot to us along the way would Mm -hmm. be something that um, I would feel really good about. Yeah, they call it sort of the legacy thing, hey, and it's kind of been proven that that's one of the things that does increase people's happiness when they have money is watching it go to good causes. So yeah, I agree with you. I think and you're very truthful with that because you're not looking to buy a million things. Um, also, it's not that you're putting it all away. Like you said, you would improve some aspects here and there. But your priority is to save and invest and continue that money growing and having more of it, right? Um, right. Yeah. Okay. You want to play? Sure. sure okay. Yeah. Um, so, Nick, if you were magically given $1,000 right here, right now, mm-hmm. what would you do with it? Um, yeah, nothing. That doesn't... Yeah, that's not enough for me to to think that that should be spent. No. Okay. So, second question. What if you were given $100,000? Um, what would you do? Yeah, I... In future episodes, we'll talk about 
investing and where to invest and how to invest in my theories of investing. So I really like that and that's exciting for me. So I would probably do the old 90-10 rule, which is 90% of it would go to making me more money and building more wealth. And 10%, I I don't know, I traveled a lot when I was younger, so I still have that sort of uh, itch. So taking us family and doing something with that, I would probably get going and travel a little bit. Okay, that, that sounds awesome. Um, what about your biggest, craziest yeah. money goal? I Well, I do like vehicles. Like I, I might purchase, pull the trigger on a fancy car, but I probably won't. So I would probably stick with, um, yeah, I like the traveling thing. I think there could be some really nice feelings, the time, uh, if you will, to go travel whenever you want and sort of do different kind of traveling. So I think that would be uh, a large goal that's realistic, if you will. But I like the legacy thing too. I think it's important to give back and do our part, um, as small as it may be, uh, to yeah help those areas that maybe have helped us and we see value in. So definitely the legacy thing, but yeah, traveling as well. So yeah, play yeah play that with your partner. Ask them a couple of questions. You know, you're giving this, you're giving this. What's your money goal? And have an open and honest conversation. I think that's key to um, a good relationship, but key to a good relationship when it comes to money as well. So thanks, Rachel, for joining us on Talking Toonies. welcome. Um, Please, if you're listening, rate it five stars, subscribe. And if you have any questions you want answered, maybe a topic you want covered, you can reach us at TalkingToonies at gmail.com. Until next time. Talking Toonies is for educational purposes only. Thank you for tuning in.